Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan. That's Trev. And that's the Stoner. And we're bringing you episode 95 right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Love to see it, man. We've been doing this for 95 episodes. That's just that's just this flagship show. That's not bringing you all the days after reckoning, the uh, extra videos and content we bring on YouTube, all the um, uh, extra uh, interviews we do with After the Whistle. Man, we really do enjoy bringing you some good content. We hope that you enjoy it. And uh, and Gus Bus, I uh, I need to find a way to get the the song back into the intro. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. Uh, I have some family coming in, so it might not be till Christmas time. But Gus, Gus Bus, consider that your Christmas present for our audio listeners, because we do put this up on audio platforms afterwards. Uh, Gus Bus said uh, the yeah 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 yeah. That's his favorite part of the theme song. So obviously we got the beat going underneath us right now, and we've got one heck of a show for you as we will be previewing the Washington Commanders against the Houston Texans. And uh, after a big win, is this going to be a trap game? Now, there are some people who say you can't call it a trap game because Washington's just not that good. But I'm pretty sure, at least my definition, Stoner, Trev, correct me You know, if you have a different definition there. My definition of a trap game is where you go in thinking you're going to win it. You're coming off of a off of a big win, and you're looking forward to the next opponent. Not that Atlanta is necessarily an opponent we're looking forward to, but a lot of fans have their eyes past these four games. You got Houston, Atlanta, uh, the Giants, bye week Giants. People are looking at four and zero off of those, and so that's why I'm thinking this one could be a trap game. You're looking mm. too far ahead. Team is five and five. Got to win this one one game at a time. Yeah. yeah, that's not my definition of a trap game. My the the one that you said where uh, where you're looking past this opponent to your next opponent because it's a bigger game. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta's not a bigger game, yeah. but you can have all your definitions. The point is, are we overlooking Houston? Trap game, overlooking whatever you want to call it. It's it's about this coming week, and if they can keep this momentum going. Trav, you got a different definition of a trap game there? No, I think a trap game definition is the same as yours, Nathan. I think if you're overlooking the current opponent to the next opponent, whether it's big or small, no matter what, if you just overlook your current opponent, I think it's a definition of a trap game. But like Stoner said, there's so many different definitions. There's no right or wrong one. But Stoner's is a very simple one, but I think it's a it's a nice clean one. Let us know in yeah. the comment section if you got a a different version of a trap game there, or if you agree with uh, either one of the versions that we presented. That's going to be what we talk about in the game. After the game and our cool down, we will be bringing you the Dalla Dalla, making our little game props, which soon Stoner and I get to do that actually on the FanDuel's apps and all the, the little... Oh, welcome. Our Not, yet. And everything. Not yet. I said Not soon. Yet. I said soon. soon. That's because we enjoy making our fun little... Uh, you know, game predictions. Of course, we'll be doing the full-on game prediction as well. So stick around for that. Let us hear what you think is going to happen. I already see a couple of the comments thinking Washington's going to lose this one. So we'll mm. see what oh we God. think about that uh, during the game. Here in the warm-up, we're going to get fired up talking about the controversy. That's right. Taylor Heineke gets the starting nod because Carson Wentz, didn't even suit up. Didn't get activated. Not going to happen. Taylor Heineke is going to start this game against the Houston Texans. But we did have a poll. We'll be talking about that poll and what it means for Washington going forward. Not the poll. 
the decision to start Heineke and not activate Carson Wentz yet and yet yet now what we're actually going to start off with there's an article stoner found that you know i think is washington post um richmond times dispatch richmond times our, dispatch our cousins rtd the other rtd yeah. stoner told trev and i don't read this it's okay trev and i don't read it's fine <laughs> the uh no not a, not a hard task. Not a hard task. He told us don't read it. It's because he wanted to go over it and see if we can figure out the top 10 stories out of the 26 stories that are to the other RTD identified. So yep. give, us, give cool. us a good lead in there, Stoner. All right. So these are, again, these are the top 26 stories of the commander's season so far. This can be on or off the field. Okay. And this is prior to the the last game who did we play i already forgot philly this is prior to the philly game okay so we're in, we can't talk about the philly game is not part of it i'm gonna give you number 10 okay just to kind of give you you know a little give us uh, 11 if we're gonna give you the top 10 okay give us 11 the number 11 story of the season so far according to the richmond times dispatch is jason wright objecting to the wentz interview from with Scott Abraham from Channel 7 News or Channel 7 Sports specifically. I remember that. So that was the number 11 story for the commander season so far. Okay. All right. So okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to ask Nathan first. Can you give me a top 10 story? And I want to hear or I want to see from everybody who is in the chat what they think without cheating might be a top 10 story for the commander season so far. When we say season, we're specifically looking at from week one forward. No, we're we're talking about from the start from of the league year. Start of the league March, year. Sometime in March. Okay. I just wanted to clarify because obviously there was a lot of things happening. Uh, this is not my number one story, but I feel like it would be a, a top 10 story, and that's Washington trading for Carson Wentz. Uh yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think that counts. I think it's since then. Sorry, it's how about this? How about starting since Stoner, Stoner, Stoner. What? your audio, dude? Your audio is jacked up. We're gonna wait. We'll, we'll wait. I don't know why. Sounds like you're yelling. <laughs> but my goodness. My Do it again, Stoner. Say something else. What? My my audio went bad? Yes. Your yeah, audio yeah. was better now. You're you sounded like you're an intercom system. Oh. Yeah, you're like this. You're talking like this, and that's the story. <laughs> My bad. How about? Are we yeah, okay? Now? You were you were essentially talking like <laughs> a megaphone, on, and uh, like you were Jimmy Hart out there from Hulk Hogan days. We, yeah, we could not have that going on. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. I was like, no, no, no. Let me explain. No, 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 no. You just need to stop. Oh, okay. Stop right there. All right. Good, yeah. All, so, right. All right. You said Carson wins. Uh, being traded or trading to for Carson Wentz isn't the type of stories this is going to. Sorry, it is. Sorry, I apologize. Yes, that is the number eight. Okay, story. That's a big story. That Washington goes and gets a quarterback. They trade uh, uh, essentially what's probably going to end up being two thirds. Have to pay twenty eight million dollars. One of the biggest names that was uh, out there for for being traded once you actually got rid of the actual big names yeah i felt that was pretty uh pretty impactful number eight though number eight 
So, and that was huge. And that's only yeah, number not number one. There's a lot of people who I think are giving out the number one in our, uh, uh, by the way, I like this attention Kmart shoppers. <laughs> that's exactly what that was. Uh, My bad. We fixed it though. I hope I'm going to be yeah. very cognizant uh, of it. Just, we're we're going to burgundy and gold you. That's a that's throwback. This, is, this is episode 95. We used to have to burgundy and gold Trev when his mic went crazy. That was our code word for uh, fix your microphone, Trev. All right, and, Trev, uh, give me a top yeah. 10 story. Don't give them number one, though. Don't, I see a lot of people giving away number one there. Oh, really? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to work my way down there. But, yeah, there's this This has to be number one. That's correct. That is number one. Snyder selling the team's number one. So my top ten is B-Rob getting shot in the leg twice and coming back. That's good. That is number two, the second biggest story of the year. You guys are doing pretty well. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, those are probably pretty big. But, yeah, yeah. Easy, All right. Bro. Nathan, no, Nathan, you cheated. You gave the number one. Trev, you're up again. <laughs> I'm just it's my segment. Number one. It's my right. segment. I get to make the rules. <laughs> a, a store, a top ten story for us. Yep. Uh, is it is it going to be the Mark Mosley name tag incident? All right, God, let me see. I really hope that's not even in the twenty six. That's it's such not a top story. ten. But I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking 22, 23, 5. No, it is not even top 26. Good. That's such a thank you. I called that. I said it wasn't a big deal. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Gus Bus's trading down in the first round is uh, what I feel like should be, and maybe not a top 10, but I feel like it's a top 26. Uh, Didn't you? It's definitely not top ten, so that's why I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the back end here. I'm surprised he doesn't have Trev. You know how he has that giant notebook. I'm surprised yeah. he has yeah. his notebook out. Um, no, it is not, not even top twenty six. Wow. Um, I got one. All right, the firing of defensive lineman coach Sam Mills and the one. of Mr. Z. I don't know how to say his name to save my life, but. It's uh, Zagonia. Zagonia. Or Skinina. Skinina. That's what it is. Um, no, that is number 14. Oh. Hmm. We are now, I'm opening it up for a free-for-all. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to start. But is the is the name change one of the top 10? That's February 2nd? Yeah, it was, pri- it was, pre- it was prior to the league year starting. Yep. Okay, so there goes that one. Uh, JDR's uh, Twitter comments. Oh, yeah. Good one. That is number three. Really? Uh, extending high. Terry McLaurin. Extending mm. Terry McLaurin is number um, not top ten. Wow. Wow. Um, 17. Uh, appropriate. Appropriate, maybe, maybe there's something behind maybe that. deliberate. Uh, yeah. Doug, uh, Doug's uh, saying Dan stepping aside from day to day operations. That was last year that he had, to say. Yeah. yep, that was last so year. Marshall um, Wentz fracturing his ring finger. Ring finger. Nope, not even in here. Not it. Uh, I'm assuming William gets, Jackson the third isn't even in there then. It is actually really oh, Jackson getting traded. Okay, um, is number. 12. Some of these, I mean, I mean, all of them, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Damon yeah. Davis is, is, is yeah. Uh, 
is the comments against Jamin Davis. Yes, but not top 10. Okay. I don't believe. Um, 24. Uh, Dan Snyder getting sued by the by the by the DA. Yeah, I believe that one comes in at number that's pretty high. I thought it has to be number three or four or five. No, it's actually. Well, we got one, two, and three already, right? Okay. Nope. Sorry, I don't think it's in there. Mary Jo White investigation. Nope. Wow. All right, you ready? Pre, yeah. yeah. Give us this yeah. top 10. I'm going to actually give you the top 26 real fast. Okay. <laughs> okay. 20, 26 was the uh, the Washington State mugs rather than the D.C. mugs. Oh, wow. Okay. 25, the raffle winner's check bounces. <laughs> uh, 24, wow. which is one that was named, was the Jamin Davis critique yeah. and how he uh, responded on Twitter or on uh, Instagram, whatever that was. It's an Instagram story. 23 was when Rivera defended Wentz. Yeah. The signing of Wentz or the trading for Wentz. 22 is Chase Young's slow return. Uh, 21 is Curtis Samuel's big game over Jacksonville, game one. I remember it. Remember, he was he was everywhere. He was running, yeah. catching. He ran like five times. He caught everything. Everyone was like, where's Terry McLaurin? Curtis Samuel's doing all the work. And Jahan Dotson was, was out there. And who was quarterbacking? That's all right. Go ahead next. Yep. <laughs> we'll get to that next. Uh, number twenty was the quarterback comment from Ron Rivera. Why are they not oh, doing as well as? Yeah, I'm glad about that already. That should have been higher, don't you think? I, 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 I think that should have been higher. But then again, we didn't remember it. So, <laughs> yep, right there. Yeah, Ron blaming QB for a bad record. That one, oh, man, I can't believe that's still this year. Number 19 is when Jerry and Dan had that little talk before the Cowboys game, you know, in the picture and all that other stuff. Photo op. That's lame. (laughs) 18 18 is when uh, DEA Ryan made his uh, deal with the feds. (laughs) Not DEA Ryan. DEA Ryan right there. 17, of course, was the McLaurin extension. Uh, 16 was the statement about Brian Robinson that the Ooh. team came uh, back and said, we, Brian Robinson's got shot and you're, yeah, we, you want to come after us kind of deal. We um, for that one. That was awful. 15 was the, uh, the new fight song and how everybody hated it. I still do. Um, 14, uh, you named Trev the Sam Mills getting fired. 13 was Trent Williams being left off the 90 greatest, the original 90 greatest or the last 10 that we're supposed to get in. He wasn't even an option. Uh, 12 was William Jackson trade, which we talked about. Um, 11 was the Jason Wright talking about the um, um, Wentz interview with Scott Abraham. Yeah. All right. Number 10. By the way, so that's access to all the players, but go ahead. (laughs) Number 10. Terry's big day against Indy and the big catch and going home and, okay. and all that okay. stuff. Okay. Family, leadership. Yeah. I like that because yeah. that's a positive yeah. thing, right? We're, I think we were thinking, what are these negative stories? Yeah, about? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you're thinking all negative, right? Right. <laughs> all right. Number nine was the big ESPN report that came out with, uh, I think, Seth Wickersham and a couple others and had all those 
owners off the record and they have the votes and all that other stuff that got Jim Ursay talking, mm-hmm. which there's a little uh, foreshadowing right there. I was about to say Jim Ursay's comments got to probably be number four, right? Yeah. yeah. Getting, yeah, up there. Uh, trade for Carson Wentz was number eight. What's Carson Wentz's number? Oh, he's 11. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking he was eight. Um, number seven is the Jim Ursay um, comments that he made saying there's merit to removing Snyder. All right. Number six, fans booing Tanya Snyder at yeah. the home game on the, the Mandalorian went up there. Yep. Number five is when Virginia decided they are not going to build the stadium. Right. And the legislature yeah. said we are not paying for a stadium. We're not helping pay for a stadium. Yeah. Um, so you got one, two, and three, which was the sale, announcing the sale, Brian Robinson getting shot, Del Rio's dust up comment. And number four was uh Goodell testifying while Dan was still overseas and having to basically you know, speak for Dan almost. Yeah. Uh, so he testified before the House Oversight Committee. So there you go. There's your top 26. We forget about all these. Now, I mean, there's this one from Doug, the the phony uh, Chase Young football camp story. Yeah. Remember, he, he was, well, I guess we said the slow Chase Young start, right? Yeah. So maybe that, that gets coupled into that because that was one of the things people were like, oh, he's not coming back because he re-injured himself. He's limping mm. at the Ohio State game. Oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so here's the question for you, though. Here's the question. Where does beating Philadelphia, an undefeated Eagles team on Monday Night Football, where do you put that? Because, again, this was before that. Where Number are you going to put that? Number two. Number two? Yeah, because – Nothing beats Dan Snyder selling the team. I don't give a damn yeah. if we win NFC Championship. If we even win a Super Bowl, that becomes number two. Number one is the dark cloud will be hmm. removed soon. I don't even register. Like, it was exciting. I loved it. I love the spirit of it. But we're moving on to Houston. I don't think about that game. That's twenty. Right. That's February 27. Yeah. We've been there before. We did it two years been ago. There, been there. There. You know what happened the last time this team, an undefeated team from uh, from uh, the great right. state of Pennsylvania? Commonwealth. The Commonwealth of yeah. Pennsylvania. We, NFC is champions, baby. That's what happened. Yeah. And and that team derailed. Philadelphia's wheels about to come off. Exposed. Yeah. I mean, they already went and got some old veteran. But, uh, yeah, Washington played a good game, but – I don't. I'm not going to register that one as one of the, you know, the biggest stories from 26, uh, especially because how how many people are like, yeah. oh, the rafts this and oh, you know, we Washington. I will say this. Final thoughts. Let's get final thoughts out on that Philadelphia game since we brought it up. I'm yeah. going to go first. Washington, I felt played the better game was the better team. I will say, having four turnovers and. Help them get to 32 points. They're not going to get four turnovers against Houston, and I, their offense might struggle again. So my final thoughts are: they need to do something on offense to consistently score points because you're not going to get that lucky again. That's his justification for uh, pining for Carson Wentz. That's just his way of saying saying they they need to make a change at quarterback without saying they need to make a change at quarterback. That's that's what he's saying. 
<laughs> is he not Trev? Trev, didn't I side with Stoner yesterday? I said Taylor Heineke is going to start. Yeah, yeah. You just you said that yesterday, but you didn't say anything about offense scoring points or anything. Oh yeah, the offense has been abysmal. I mean, even even if you're talking to this Philadelphia game, that Joey Sly had 14 points. He had as much as yeah, the offense because he got to think. Uh, six points came from from the uh, from the defensive touchdown at the yeah. end. So Joey Sly scored half the points hey. against Philadelphia. The offense needs to to. Step you gotta up. have an offense to put them in a position to do that. <laughs> oh, see, Tre- now Trev's coming. Look, you guys just flip flop. Now Trev's all on the Taylor Heineke way. I never said the Taylor Heineke anything. <laughs> all right, so all right. Last last thoughts, Trev, on the yeah. Philadelphia game. Um, defense, man, our defense is for real again. Uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing I noticed that we were giving JDR and the defense so much crap. We were saying, you know, get rid of William Jackson, who's wild goose, bring in this. Don't, you know, bench Jamin Davis, go get another linebacker off the street. Like we were coming up with all kinds of wild and create solutions rather than just letting it gel together as time went on. And that's what's going on. The defense is playing as one again. And when that happens, we create turnovers, we get nationally recognized, we get people pro bowl, pro bowl vote. Pro Bowl votes, and we get wins. So I think the defense is – Defense is studly. There was a stat. I'm going to see if I can't find it uh, here on Twitter um, on just how good this defensive line is. Really they good. have – they're. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase it because I'm not going to try to dig it up. The amount of yards pre-contact is like – 0.55 and it's well above everybody else i'm going to see if i can't find it because i hate giving out misinformation but stoner while i'm looking it up why don't you go ahead and give me your final thoughts on the uh, uh, and pair that when you find that remind me to pair that that houston is dead last in giving up or first in giving up or however you the worst of yards after contact i heard that stat uh, when I was watching the Giants uh, Texas game, so, uh, which one was this? The that the Texans are the worst at giving up, or the, they give up the most yards after contact. Okay, so just keep that in mind. I think it pairs up with the stat you're trying to find. So uh, this is from Grant Paulson, by the way. Great stat to show how dominant Allen and Payne are, and how good the front is. Here are the best teams at rush yards allowed before contact. Commanders at number one, 0.65. You get get barely half a yard before somebody in burgundy and gold Mm. is taking you on. Yeah. Yeah. Titans, 49ers, and Eagles round out the rest of it, 0.76, 0.93, That absolutely does not pair up with uh, what I was mentioning, but still, it's just another stat to add on top of that. Uh, but the last thing I want to say about that Eagles game, I still think the Eagles are are a better overall team. Mm. But and this one particular game, Washington was better in all facets. Every facet of the game, Washington was better on that day. I think if they play uh, 10 times, Philadelphia probably wins seven of those oh. games, which makes them a bit. I mean, after the first game, Trev, everybody said Philadelphia wins nine 10 out of 10 games and then all of a sudden Washington wins a game and then all of a sudden you know Philadelphia sucks and Washington's great let's keep I mean, 
let's let's not uh, let's not be a prisoner of the moment. Okay, I'm we not, had a great game. Well, we had a great, great game. game that was week three. We were still everybody in the NFL is still trying to figure out who they are by week yeah. three. Yeah, they just they you know just happen to play us whenever at our weakest moment. But now, bro, and before us, they really haven't faced a defensive line like ours or a defense really like ours. So. I don't really think that they were as good as that night at eight and no record was. I mean, yeah, they're undefeated for a reason, but it's not like they were out here facing us every week or Tampa Bay every week or yeah, the Bills the every easy week schedule. Or, you know what I mean? So sure. I do really think that we kind of show the world who they really are when when the going gets tough. They've never had to come back from behind all year until Monday night, mm-hmm. and. First time guess, they were losing at the at the, at the game, yeah. I think our game really literally exposed a lot of things that we need to know about the Eagles for the rest of the season. For real, in my opinion. Uh, I was really impressed with the overall execution of everything from every facet of the game. Mm-hmm. When when I looked at all those stats and I and I went through how many times Washington had pre snap motion mm-hmm. when they ran the ball. And I don't remember what I ended up with. I have it written down over here. It doesn't matter. The point is, on about 90% of their runs, they had pre-snap motion. They had one false start the whole game. And it wasn't on one of those motion guys, right? It was on Cornelius Lucas. He just popped just a fraction of a second too quick. I think they had one holding penalty. Yeah. I think they should have had a face mask penalty, but they didn't. They had a defensive pass interference call and an offensive pass interference call. I think that's it. They played disciplined football. They played not mistake-free football, but they for the most uh, part. But they won the turnover battle. They won the line of scrimmage. They won the time of possession. They did everything that they need to do in order to win the game, and they ended up winning it fairly, fairly handily. Yep. At the end. At the end. Not throughout the whole game. Yeah, so I was just impressed with with everything. I thought coaching was really good, right? I thought clock management was really good. I thought execution, play calling, everything. It was probably their most complete game of the year. Uh, We missed this one up earlier, so I wanted to make sure I got it up there. This is a $2 donation from your mom's favorite player. Is the NFC East fake due to the easy schedule? No. Yes. No. Relatively speaking, yes, it is. You you can only play who you're going to play, right? And that's fair. But absolutely, it's easier than it was last year when the NFC East was playing the the AFC East and the uh, NFC South, right? And they're playing Tampa and they're playing – uh, uh, New England. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm off on that one, but you know what I mean. Uh, they're playing Buffalo. You know they had a tough schedule. They played the Chiefs. All these teams. That's what we did. We played the AFC West. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the uh, the Raiders. All that. So relatively speaking, it's a little bit fake, but that's okay. You play who you have to play, and then you figure it all out at the end. Yeah, there's there's still a lot to you know, I remember going into the season, all these teams had their uh, their record strength of uh, schedule records were like super low, right? Mm-hmm. But I think as things are playing out, you're seeing 
a little bit of a difference. Now the Giants, they they beat the Titans. The Titans, I would say, are a pretty decent team. They lose to the Cowboys. Maybe we leave the NFC East teams out of it. The Packers haven't looked that great. The Ravens, they beat the Ravens. The Ravens can be wishy-washy, but are generally seen as a as a good team. They did lose to the Seahawks. So, I mean, that's that's your Giants, Giants schedule. Uh the Bengals, let's see who they beat. This is the Cowboys now. Uh the Rams have not looked good this year. Mm-mm. Um, and I mean, there's the Packers. I mean, the the Cowboys haven't really played anybody. Uh, Buck lost to the Buccaneers at the beginning of the season. Buccaneers are okay, I guess. But yeah, the Bengals win is really the only thing they can hang their hat on because the Rams have been awful, and and that's uh, that's about it there. I mean, again, the Packers in there have been kind of okay. And then this is one of the biggest things that people have been hammering the Eagles about is their undefeated schedule was the Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans. And then I mean, yeah. <laughs> they took the L against the Commanders the second time round. Well, I mean, which of those teams are, are good? You're going to consider the Cowboys? Yeah. Vikings are good. Cowboys are good. Yeah, Vikings, Vikings are good. good. That's probably it on their the Lions are better. So. Lions are better. They've won two in a row, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I I would have to say yes. The NFC East is a little inflated right now, but I would not say to the point where don't expect them to be an easy out come playoff time. At least not the Commanders. The Cowboys might be an easy out. The Eagles might be an easy out. The Giants might not even make the playoffs. Uh, a lot of there's some people that saying that we the NFC East division. Yeah, we'll probably get all four in the playoffs this year. That'd be something. That'd be, yeah, something. That'd be something. Well, to 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 get there, they're going to need a QB, and Whoa. we thought we had a QB controversy on our hands. But we, uh, we do not. Taylor Heineke is going to get the nod here against the Houston Texans. We put up a poll, which I'm going to refresh just real quick, just to see if we got any more votes, which we did. 901 voted. 86% went with Taylor Heineke. Carson Wentz got only 14% there. Some of the things that uh, people had to say is if Scott Turner afforded Wentz the same luxury as Heineke with the run-heavy play calling, it wouldn't even be a discussion for me. I love Heineke and his energy, but Wentz's arm with the speed of those wide receivers could be very dangerous if there's a legitimate threat of run setting up the play action. That's from Eric K. Appreciate you. Uh, chiming in with the poll and uh, we've got a couple others, but what'd you guys think of Eric's comments there? Uh, what was the first part of it? Read the first part real quick. If Scott Turner afforded Wentz the same luxury as Heineke with the run heavy play calling, it wouldn't even be a discussion for me. Well, yep. to be, to be fair, I think the reason that uh, one of the big reasons that they're doing that is because of, Taylor's inability to throw the ball downfield. So they have to run it more when Taylor's in there. Now, hopefully he did learn from that and say, you know what? We can still run the ball heavily and have Carson throw it down the field. Which which is, I don't understand why, if it, they are having a hard time figuring out, or it's even a discussion, because Carson Wentz just came from where? Indianapolis. And he had a running back. With that was better than a, Gibby and B Rob combined. I mean, the mm. man was MVP discussion. Mm-hmm. So obviously it can work. We just got to do it. I just yeah. feel like Scott Turner was like, oh, yeah, we got a big arm. Let's do a bunch of seven step dropbacks and launch this thing. It was like, 
nah, bro, use the running game, then let let the cannon loose after that. So I agree wholeheartedly with that comment by Eric. I, I believe that I I believe it all. If we provide the same playbook that we do with Taylor with, with Carson, then psh, who knows what we can never do. know. Yeah, absolutely. and I don't think it's it's. It, I think running, you know, it, it should be a part of the game plan. But with with Carson Wentz, you, you're not going to see a lot of Dinkin and Duncan. You're going to see some some of those bigger plays developing. Mm-hmm. But you also have to put in some of those mid range, and you have to put on some of those things that Taylor Heineke is seeing. You know, but that could also be Carson Wentz just looking for the big payday every time. Oh. And uh, so I think there's a little bit mix and match there, and we'll see. And I think both. QBs are flawed. Shadow yeah. Pop here, though, says Heineke should have been the starter anyway, and the commander should have took that $27 million that they are paying Wentz and build the offensive line. We draft our future QB. That should be ready next year. What do no. you guys think of Heineke starting this entire season? No. no. Robert Blair no. knows who Heineke is. He is a quality backup. He's a roller coaster. He's even said it this season. He's a roller coaster. I understand. Yeah, we could have probably used the money on like the O line or something else, but like we're only saying this about Taylor because we, we're five and five with Taylor, and he's three and one this season. It's not like he's been a winning quarterback for us that this entire time he's been here. So, no, what we did is fine. We just thought Carson would stay healthy and be a better quarterback, and hasn't worked out because of injuries. I mean. I mean, the the kid went as a starter seven and eight last year. He wasn't that great. They no. went in went into the offseason. Their number one priority I mean, was to get a real quarterback. They went after Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, all of these guys. Uh, the year before, they went after Stafford. Uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson. They even kind of looked out for that as well because they know Taylor Heineke's not the guy. Heineke's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. When your number one goes down, you go in there and you rally the team and you keep them afloat until the number one is ready. And then when the number one's ready, they'll probably bring him back. Now, if they keep winning, regardless of how he's playing, if they keep winning, he's he's going to continue to play. But it's easy to say that looking back now, saying that they should have taken that money and spent it somewhere else and kept Taylor and drafted a quarter. You can't. This... This, you, the three of us here, everybody in the chat, everybody would have been screaming their head off at this organization for not having a quarterback this year and having Taylor Heineke as your number one going in. That would not have sat well with anybody. So there's no way they were doing that. And we know we know it. They know it. He's not the guy. Uh, George Carmey is what I'm finding. He tweeted two days ago. Uh, it's a stat about Taylor Heineke. 19 interceptions and seven fumbles and 20 games for Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Okay. 26 turnovers in 20 games. I mean, that's. You can't. You can't that's not can't. sustainable. Win. No, you that's can't. not sustainable. It's not even close. So, yeah. Got, got another one here. This one's from Kevin and the PRF. I'm in the minority. Wince all the way. Heineke has played good, not great, and at some times bad. 64 QBR is his best game. Wentz got a raw deal from Turner on how the offense should be run early on. Is that commitment to the run? Are those slants? Most important, Redskin fans should know if you have two starting QBs, you have none. Starting Heineke means both QBs. 
will have one eye in the rear view the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, would you rather be Houston where they've kind of done what somebody people are suggesting that Washington should have done and just had this quarterback, you know, whatever, spend money elsewhere and yep. you want to be one seven and one? No. I mean that, that's, just, <laughs> that's just not it. So I, they're doing the right thing. But I will tell you, if they win this week and he plays average, he's gonna play the next week. No, he's not. So he just well. is. There are a few comments along that lines of uh, like big simple here. You got to go with the hot hand and Heineke. But he's not the hot hand. That's the, that's what I'm saying. Like the defense is carrying us these past few games. Yeah, Taylor's made some good decisions like kneeling and throwing out of bounds and finding Terry. But also he is taking chances and not taking what the defense gives him and puts us in that heart attack panic mode every single game. Yeah, he has not dominated a game in the no. way, that, or at least been very good in a game in the way that right. Carson Wentz have those moments. So now that being said, William Cooper here says because Taylor Heineke is a better fit for this offense. He knows our offense inside out. We all know that, and he can get out of the pocket, sacrifice his body when he wants to get the first down and more. And he has a way better chance for us to continue winning games to get into the playoffs this year. That's right, because we are not tankers. Fan base just gets so caught up. And Everyone loves themselves the backup QB. You know that. Everybody yeah, loves that sure. backup QB. Yeah, if he's like Chase Daniel or something like that, but he's Taylor Heineke is is one of the top tier backup quarterbacks. That's exactly why he it's a, that's what he is. He's just a backup quarterback. That's his job. Right. Not a I commented it earlier. I, I shared it up on the screen, but even I think Taylor knows where he is, right? There's I don't remember yeah. who, who commented on that, but uh knows what Taylor is. knows it. And Taylor even said in his in a, now part of this is being humble, but he said at the beginning of the season and he said it again when he was asked, you know, what do you think about Wentz coming back? And he said, Hey, I'm ready to be in that backup role. That's if that's where the team needs me, that's what's going to happen. And that's that makes him more even more endearing to fans and the team. And but in the end, this isn't about heart. This isn't about uh, anything other than winning football games. And Washington's going to put in who who, whichever one of these uh, quarterbacks gives them the best chance to win. No, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Because we all we all say that Carson Wentz gives this team the best chance to win football games, right? They're not going to go to him if they continue to win. They're just not. Yes, they are. There bro. is something. Listen, there's bro. there's an intangible. There's a skin tangible about Taylor Heineke. <laughs> My it's, man brought up the skin tangible. The skin tangible gives it a bad name, right? But there's an intangible. There's a leadership quality that you cannot quantify. That okay. you cannot sit there and write down. And 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 say this is why, but people follow Taylor Heineke Only and they play for him. As long as he wins, he's going to be the quarterback. I'm telling you right now, if Carson wins, does not break his finger, and we still win the same amount of games as we have right now, we're still five and five. Mm-hmm. Are you are going to say the same thing that the team is rallying still behind Taylor, even though we're winning with Carson? It doesn't wow. matter. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If we're winning, they're going to rally behind him. They're saying it now because Taylor's been there for two years and right. he just happens to be in. They're winning. 
But if Carson was doing think, it, the same thing about Carson. Right. I I, I think Trev's just proved my point. But doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it deserves to be starting just because I like I re-rally behind them. I, I, I it's, again it's I don't think it's anything that you can you can sit there and see from an outside perspective. It's something within that room, within that team, that chemistry. You can't measure chemistry. The okay? only thing it's Taylor has chemistry with is Claire McLaurin. That's it. Who else does he have chemistry with? I don't understand why people are rallying behind him when only he only throws a Terry McLaurin. Who it's not about it, that's that's what I'm saying. See, Trev, you're trying to quantify it. I'm trying to say it's something that you can't quantify. It's not about throwing to Terry. It's not about kneeling down necessarily when when he did. Okay. What but, the hell could it possibly be? Because he buys but, Jordans. Like I'm literally no, listen, listen. Do you remember when Defoe had that interception or not interception, the fumble recovery? After yeah. uh, Quez Watkins caught the ball, yeah, and remember they all went to the sidelines. Who, who was right there? The first one there was Taylor Heineke. Well, who no, cares? What does that even mean? ran into him because he was he was up there. It's, but it's, what I'm saying, it's just it's just something that guys uh, gravitate he ran up And he's one of those things, Trev, because he knew he was getting the ball back. If Carson Wentz was starting quarterback, he would have been there too. Chase Young is first there all the time. Doesn't matter who's the first one to congratulate somebody off the sidelines. That means nothing. You're just you're just trying to, like I said, you're just trying to put a measurement on it, and you just you can't. just did too with him coming to the sideline being you're happy. Right. You're this right. Is me saying that he likes to connect with Taylor, uh, with Tyler, uh, whatever his name is, McLaurin. So it can't be that. It's not. I'm saying it's not just that. There's more to it. It's just uh, I don't. It's a leadership quality that guys gravitate towards whether he's better or not. Now, listen, Moxie. if Wentz is winning, that's the word. That's it the word. It, it, it's and, also and, it's the same reason. I'm going to give you another name that no one's brought up this season because Jalen Hurts is doing so well, but Gardner Minshew. Remember Minshew mania? It's the same thing. The, yeah. the the guy just has Moxie. Taylor has Moxie. People, the, his t- Minshew's teammates were rallying around him as well. Fans yeah, loved him. Everyone, everyone wanted him. Everyone's like, this guy's going to be great. No, he's a backup quarterback. And they Taylor, went back to Taylor's the same way. There's just not there's, no, there's just not a definitive QB one here like Philadelphia has in Jalen Hurts to keep that that hype. That's the difference. Heineke hype yeah, train. Right. But Damn. on paper there is because it's Carson Wentz and the money we pay for him. That's literally why money I think- doesn't matter. The money does not matter. Even Taylor Heineke said you're paying the man thirty million dollars. That dude's that beginning of the year. Out. That's that's totally different. It's, oh my! It's only because he got hurt. I'm telling you guys. That. Well, I know. Of course, it's be only because he got hurt. hundred okay. percent. That's the only reason we're having this conversation. But this is right where right. we are now. This is where we are now. We'll be back when he's healthy. I, he, I promise not you. If, not if Washington wins. I'm telling you. And you if know what? We win and Taylor throws zero touchdowns like he did last night again, but and maybe two picks, but we still find a way to win. Carson Wentz, when healthy, will be starting next week. Carson's going to get the starting nod back. I'm, I hate to say it, but he's going to get it back. It's going to be his job to lose again, whether we win or not. That's just how it is. Ron Rivera went out and got, got him if we because he already knew what Taylor had. We knew this would happen. We all knew this had a chance to happen. Circumstances change, though, Trev. So, no, it has not changed. It has. It has not, bro. We won three out of four games. Last year. 
It, it, as long as he wins, he's going to stay the starter. That's just the way it is. I'm not going to go that far. Stoner. Not, I, QBs are not, or wins are not a QB stat. Thank you. QB, it's not. If, if, because if they win, but he throws two interceptions, okay. has, a, has a fumble, that's not, they're not going to start it. Right, right, right. They're, they're going to move on. In fact, you might You're see right. an emergency Sam Howell situation if he's that bad. And they come back and Sam Howell wins. And then you're going to hear people saying, Sam Howell needs to be the starter. Nope, Carson Listen, wins. you're, you're absolutely happened. right. If they win and he plays horrible, it, they, they would go back to Carson. But that's why I keep saying, if they win and he plays like he played this past week when he didn't have any touchdowns and he had two turnovers, he's going to play the following week. I'm telling you, there's no way. And you heard, Trev, I know you watch all of those talk shows. Right, yeah. you yeah. know, you heard Ryan Clark, right? And yeah. who we all respect, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said there is zero, absolutely zero chance they go back to Carson Wentz at this point, as long as Taylor continues to lead the team to victories. They he also said zero. There was zero chance for us to beat the Philadelphia Eagles on a Monday night. <laughs> right, right. Being down okay. 11 as the underdogs. So, because I'm asking you, and I'm asking you guys, yeah, can can Ron Rivera walk into the locker room on they play Sunday on Monday morning? Right, they have they have their meetings on Monday morning. Everybody comes in and gets their treatment and all that stuff, and he walk in. He cannot, and they've won four out of five. Right, they're above mm-hmm. five hundred. Mm-hmm. They're they're absolutely rolling. Mm-hmm. He can't go into that locker room and say we're making a change at quarterback. Yes, you can. He will yes, absolutely lose. A bunch Dallas of did this already. I know you said it's a bad idea, but listen on it's paper, so different. It's not different. I'm not throw away stats. Throw all that shit away. Excuse me. Well, you can't. That's the point. No, but no, listen, you kind of have to because Dak was not having great stats in Dallas. He had a couple of good years, whatever, but he's really not that great of a quarterback. Even Dallas knows that. Carson Wentz's quarterback one year were paying him $30 million. They gave Dak a lot of money too. Dak injured his finger or throwing shoulder, whatever. Cooper Rush came in, held his own, three or one or four and one mm-hmm. with poopy stats, and they went back to Dak. Why? He's QB1. He has the contract that proves so, and he's QB1. Carson Wentz, we went out and got him to be QB1. Whether he's performed well or not, he deserves that chance because we paid. We took on the $28 million. We went and got him to be QB1, and just because of a bad broken finger and a winning streak, we're going to shelve him up because Taylor has a high streak of the defense. Here's, here's the I just want to keep. I want to make sure everyone understands. Taylor Heineke is not on a hot streak. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's my point. That's my point. Is on a hot streak. I just want to make clear here because everyone keeps yes. talking like Taylor Heineke's gone going out there throwing for no. three touchdowns, All 300 right. yards. The man is averaging 210 yards and point. has more turnovers than he, he does touchdowns. He's Cooper Rush in Dallas, bro. Be, yes, he is. yes, he is. When you go back to Carson. The difference, Trev, again, the difference is. Dak Prescott led this team to a 12 and 4 record last That's year. I know. Okay. Still, I'm, I'm He's been the quarterback for five, year. six years. I'm basing it off of this He's year. the quarterback. He also went into Minnesota last year and beat Minnesota on the two game, whatever, and they still went back to Dak. 
So it doesn't <laughs> matter about the 12 and 4. Right. It matters who right. QB1 is. Okay. We're never going to – we're again, I'm not trying to the late start of the season, please. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was. It was the only for, one. For our audio right. listeners, because he mumbled through that, I was well, trying to get Donor to read Bonafide's thing here. Uh, Bonafide Picker says, again, someone remind Trev how angry he was with Wentz's play at the start of the season, please. Did we score points? Did we score points? The first two or games we First did. two games. Okay. Not okay. the last uh, four. But we we look like a little bit better okay. off until this last game. We're never going to agree on this, Trev. But, <laughs> but as I said last night on Day After Reckoning, okay, I'm telling you it doesn't – our opinions don't matter, right? Because yes, – right? We're representative. We definitely – I'm matter. telling you that's what the team is going to do. How do you know that? Do you, are you working for Jason Wright undercover? Because if you are, I need some money. Trev, I'm the stoner. <laughs> I That's, forgot. I, just I, think we, I think we need an early dollar dollar on this one. Well, for sure. I mean, but it's it's week to week because, you know, again, if they go out and they win and he throws four picks, they're going back to Carson Wentz. But if he goes out and they win and he has a game like he had this past week, which wasn't very good, they're sticking with him. They just are. Last question. Yeah, I was about to say we got to we're going to move this okay, along. We move on to Houston. Well, last question. Report comes out: Carson Wentz cleared the practice. He's back to practicing after the poor performance today. Let's just say he actually practiced today, and and he was hundred percent healthy. You think yeah. he'd start Sunday? No, a hundred percent. No. Why? Taylor Heineke had one pick, a sack, fumble, loss, and no touchdowns. Carson Wentz is not starting this week. Period. That's literally yeah. different than he's what just, you. Think he's said. just not. Even even if he come if even if he comes back. Tomorrow and starts practicing tomorrow. He is gonna ride the bench this week. He is not ready. It's 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 he's just simply not ready coming back from the injury. He is well. That's not fair. I don't don't care if he's ready. I told you last night that they're going to say he's not ready. Donor, I'm trying to move this along. Even if he's Taylor Heineke is the starter for the game against the Houston Texans, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about coming up here on the game. The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running.